don't got it, get your entrepreneur toolkit right now. We in front of Mo Better Cuts. I'll let my boy Mo about to get a cut. See y'all soon. Boy. Bless. I'm just trying to raise the consciousness. Boy. Hey, you chilling, chilling. What's up, y'all? We got another episode of the Entrepreneur Enthusiast Podcast. Had to drop in on my boy Mo. Been my barber in Houston for 10, 15 years now. And we've been going in. So I'm asking a few questions about being a barber. Check out the shop. Thank you for tuning in to Entrepreneur Enthusiast. Big Mo. I'm out here in, in Houston. Visiting the shop, and I've been with you since you was in the uh, the old shop. And yeah, you had the booth in the old shop, and so yeah, I had to come stop by, you know, pay homage, all that more, because like, you know, you really took took advantage of the of the digital wavelength before it was like popping, you know. Appreciate that, and like, so how does it feel to be, you know, to to be in a position, you know, now for men of how to shop? Um, definitely more responsibility, definitely, yeah. um, not for the faint of heart, you know, you gotta have to stand for this, but, you know, I love this, so, you know, I mean, I love being in the space, you know, and, and, you know, my, my, my brothers that also love the craft just as much as I do, so, you know, watching everybody, like, you know, when I started in the shop, and I own the shop, now, I mean, watch them leave and own their own shop, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a true blessing. Did you always want to have a shop? Yes. What made you want to have a shop? Um, because I remember we used to be in the booth over on uh, Fry Road, and you talking about it all the time, and like just visualizing it, like what it was gonna be. I just, I got a lot of values from my mother. Yeah. It only stopped. It only can get me so far. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Entrepreneurship. I, I like. I just wanted more. I struggled with it. I just always knew that there had to be something more, and I feel like, you know, if I have to work hard, at least it'll be for myself. What's entrepreneurship mean to you? Uh, leadership, um, humility, um, discipline. Like, it's, it's, it, it means so much more than, you know, like, oh, I'm entrepreneur. There's so much more to that. Like, it's, it's way more to that. Like, to my, like it was between a dad and a father type thing. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a blessing. It comes with a lot, though. I ain't gonna lie, I do, but it's all worth it, though. What do you feel like is the hardest part? The balance. Yeah. I remember, you know, when we were at the other shop, and um, you took on the, the digital conversation. Like, you started getting on Instagram, you started posting, you started engaging and stuff like that. Right. You know, how did that really, you know, capture you to, to help you propel to kind of grab your customer yeah, until now? that was a whole market that I was not interested in. I, yes. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And then, you know, the more, you know, y'all showed me how to post and hashtag and do all this. And it's like so you weren't, you weren't trying to be online at all? At all. And like a lot of my clients were word of mouth, like, I mean... I'd be in the shop, one person in the seat, five at the front waiting. Just, yeah. You know, that just, I was good and I was comfortable with that, but that was reaching so many more people from the, you know, celebrities and athletes and stuff that I've acquired over the years and stuff like that. And that's just all from 
you know, some social side of things. And word of mouth, and it, it really just like take, took it on a whole other level. Yeah, and then so you you adapted to that, and then you then you got into like more so the direct style booking. Right. Um, and I remember, you know, some clients were like reluctant at first. Yeah. You know, how was that 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 transition with that? <laughs> that transition was definitely a transition. Yeah. Um, but because this is all pre-pandemic, before everybody was on the digital wave, like right, this is back in what 2010, 2011. Yeah. 2011. 2011. Yeah. It's just you know I, I, I try to, but I, I can only implement it if I had the yeah if I had the the, 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 uh, the clientele. You know what I'm saying? So that took almost a year to implement. You know, because people like, oh, I gotta go online. So why why do you why do you stick to it? Because usually, like as an entrepreneur, sometimes people do something and um, they stop without being consistent. And you just said something like it took you a year. Why? What made you want to stick to it and stay consistent? I'm seeing you. Advice in here, man. They need to find out. <laughs> it's um, I stayed consistent with it because I knew it would work. Yeah. And I was trying to tell my clients that I understand that life happens. Oh, I gotta go pick up my son. I gotta go do this. You know what I'm saying? I, I just can't pay for it. Yeah. When I pay these bills, they're gonna be like, I mean, I have five people that show up. They're like, well, they didn't show up. Is your life still working? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. You know, so, you know, it's just I, I knew it would work, but at the same time, I knew I couldn't force them to book book online. So I was still telling them to just come to the shop. But then yeah. when they think they'll be next, somebody books it online and then they walk in the chair and they're like, hold on, man, they just booked it online. They got to the point, they got tired of waiting, you know, three, four, five, six hours for healthcare and they just booked it online and they just in and out. So, you, so everybody started paying, you know, cause you, you know, change is always uncomfortable. Yeah. Now it's just like, I got clients, they just, they, they'll book the whole month out. Yeah. The days that they gonna come, you know what I'm saying? So that also targets, more clients that, that value time and everything. So you were you were able to kind of go to approach where it's like people don't just walk up to the doctor's office and say, "Oh, I need to be seen right now." Right. They said they right, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can get the emergency cut. Right. You, you gotta pay for it. You gotta pay for it. You know, like when people, you know, at, at the end of the day, now you've switched it where the the customer comes to you. So you, you switch the customer journey where instead of you, you know, outputting them and them controlling the situation, calling you not showing up, um, <laughs> calling you waiting, being late, all that, you know, being upset with all that, you know, it really helped the your customer service. Right. So so over that, how did your you know after your clients adapted, how did how did they appreciate you know you going into that transition and then how did that help you through the transition of like even when COVID happened. Oh, my goodness, COVID, COVID, that's a whole other story. <laughs> COVID, I just almost start from scratch again, you know? Just, yeah. But, um, yeah, like once, you know, a lot of my clients that I've been cutting for, like, like 15, 20 years, you know, they don't remember coming to the shop waiting, you know, just on, like before I was online booking and all that. Yeah. They'll be, you know, four, five, six hours, or they'll come sign a list, leave, go to the mall, run errands. They'll get the person that's in front of the number. And then they like, hey bro, when you're in the seat, just text me and I'll head, I'll head to the shop instead of just sitting there waiting for me. Right. You know? So for them to go online, book, you know, and then just come at their, their, their time and they're right in the seat and they leave right after they head cut. They're like, man, no, like, 
So even sometimes when I do fall short and I'm 10 minutes behind, they be like, man, boy, I ain't tripping. I was just here five hours with you. Know, yeah. Five, you know, so. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and coin it now because I already knew you were a celebrity barber at the time. <laughs> you know, you just didn't know it. And I was like, man, I need to get a cut every cut. My days was Thursday and Friday. Yeah. I was like, I need to get a cut. And I'm going to call. And I used to call you. Yeah. And I'm, I show up for my appointments. You do. You know, I'm I'm here, you know, on time, scheduled, ready, but I will see other people break the cycle and mess me up when I'm in the shop for a long time. So that's yeah. when I was like, I didn't even know at the time if it was work, if it would work, but I was like, man, Mo, you should set up a system where, you know, people just gotta book the appointment, like, because yeah. I knew it worked in other, other fields. I'm um, so scared of that, man, because it was changed. Yeah. But it was extremely beneficial. So now, now that transition, you know, as that, I'm going to say it again, you are a celebrity barber, like, you know, how's that now helped your, your business grow as a whole? Um, a lot of exposure. And, yeah. Um, definitely getting a lot of exposure, and, you know, um, and, uh, you know, they keep, you know, the, the, the years that I've been cutting them and stuff like that, and, you know, and, uh, and uh, it builds up my, you know, my portfolio, my resume or whatever, you know, people are like, oh, okay, he charges this for haircut, okay. Well, he's kind of, you know, I'm like, I've been cut hairs on eight. Yeah. Like, you got some masters on your doctrine. <laughs> like, you know, I tell people all day, like, you're going to go up eventually on your, you know, as the demand increases and stuff like that. So, that also increased my clientele as well. And like, oh, that's cool, you know, cut so-and-so, you cut so-and-so. Yeah. You know, they may see the Rolls Royce outside, or they may see Ferrari or something like that. And it's like, oh man, this is a cool place, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And that just, you know. What would you say to somebody now, like, that's getting into it now? Because I feel like there's, there's a lot of jobs that computers are about to take, but being a barber is not one. They trying to do that too, believe it or not. I, I will never get my hair cut by a computer ever in life. You know, but your barber is like your therapist, you know. <laughs> your barber is, you know, your homeboy, your confidant, all that. So so what would you give advice to somebody, you know, looking to get started and get into to the to the trade? The most important thing I would say is uh, make sure you love it. Yeah. You got to love it. Because when you love something, you can take the good with the bad, the great with the awesome. Because it takes a lot of hours. Hours? Oh, my gosh. I would go home ankles like that big from like 15, 15, 16 hours on my feet every day. Man. So, but I love it, you know what I'm saying? It's like a, like a child, you know, that child starts, you know, shitting and throwing up all over the place. You don't, you can't put him back in his mama's birth canal, you know, <laughs> you gotta stay up two, three in the morning, you know, rub their back, give them their medicine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta, that's through the good and the bad. Clients that don't show up, so. Extreme picky clients. I love me personally. I love extreme picky clients. Like, a lot of people don't like them. Like, they make me pay attention to things that the average customer, or average client, won't look at. What's the wildest complaint you ever had? Oh man. Um, it wouldn't. Well, it wasn't necessarily a complaint. Um, I had one of my partners I went to school with. Um, his mom said that I, his haircut would look too fresh. So he would get, like if they went on trips so or had to take family pictures, yeah. he would get cut like a week and a half before they take those pictures so the hair would go back yeah. to kind of look like, <laughs> that was weird. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. It was just, uh, That's crazy.
But yeah, man, I'm, I'm in KD, Texas. I had to tap in with you, Mo. Thank you. Get you on the Entrepreneur Enthusiast Podcast. Yes, you know, where, where can people find you at? Uh, MoBetterCuts.com. Uh, I'll turn off the uh, clippers when you say it. Oh, my bad. Uh, MoBetterCuts.com. Um, Katy, Texas. There's only one location, so it's near you. So, we in there. We in there.